continue to uh, work your way through the service. Lots of people taking part, lots of exciting things to do. First off, um, got some announcements. So that's really for uh, the members here in Stormont Below, there's one or two that uh, um, uh, if you're a visitor this morning, you might be interested in as well. Uh, we have coming up on the 2nd of December, uh, our very last and final Christmas fair uh, that our PW will be uh, running and hosting for us. So that's from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. There's some information there on the front of the announcement sheet that tells you all about uh, what, they're, what they require in terms of donations and in terms of help for setup and takedown. Uh, but it's open to everyone to come, and we look forward to seeing you on Saturday the 2nd of December at 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And then if you um, turn over the page... Um, there's a couple of things that I want to just give you a quick heads up. Um, we support the Belfast City Mission every year in their toy appeal, and um, there's a little bit of information in terms of what they're asking of us this year, um, and we hope to have all those in for Sunday the 10th. So if you can bring them on Sunday the 10th, then we'll get them distributed to, to uh, BCM the next day. And then um, Storehouse. Uh, this year, our challenge as a congregation as part of the uh, the 40 or 50 congregations around Belfast who support Storehouse, our challenge is 250 cartons of long-life milk. So again, if we can start bringing those in, uh, we need to have them all in by the 10th of December. Uh, Frona has uh, a quick announcement about Advent calendars. I will do it down here. Good morning. Um, <laughs> well, I can't stand in this thing. Um, it's time coming for advent calendars and in the shops there's lots of different sort of advent calendars. There's beauty ones, there's alcohol ones and whatever. I would encourage you if you're going to get an um, um, a advent calendar for your family to get one of the Tradecraft Fair Traded advent calendars. There's Fair Trade chocolate in it and it has a booklet about this real story and meaning of Christmas. Okay, So have a think, and if you'd like, the Tradecraft stalls on this morning, and we have catalogues, if there's anything you'd like to order for Christmas. Your gift makes a difference to someone, your gift makes a difference to someone in another part of the world through Tradecraft. Thank you. Thanks, Warner. The last announcement is, is a very sad one for us uh, here in Stormont. We're a great big family, and um, I have to announce a, a death, and it's the death of, of Anna Boyd. Anna died uh, on Thursday. Her funeral will be on Tuesday, uh, half past 10 at Roselawn, and then half past 11 here at Stormont Church. And we'd ask you to remember her daughter Elizabeth and the wider family circle in your prayers. Let's take a moment to do that before we start our service. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are our Father and that uh, we are one great big family. And so when we have something to celebrate, we celebrate together. And when we have something that causes us sadness and tears and pain, we do that together too. We come this morning and we thank you for the long life you granted to Anna. And we pray now for her family, for Elizabeth, her daughter, and for the wider family circle as they mourn and as they grieve. May they know your arms around them, loving them. May they know our prayers supporting them. And what we ask for Anna's family, we ask for every family who has been bereaved and every family facing difficulty and challenge today. Hear this, our prayer. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
going to ask James and Ryan to come and give us our formal introduction and welcome this morning. We welcome you to church today. Thank you for being here. We come to sing and play. We come to worship Jesus. Our first song today says, Thank you to God for the birds, the animals, the trees and flowers, for everything that lives. Please stand with us and sing all things bright and beautiful. I'm going to invite Anna and Mia to come say a prayer for us from the rainbows and brownies. So Anna and Mia. Churches of families help us to learn together to worship together to share together to come together to play together to pray together to come together and to reach out to everyone with family love amen We have a reading from the Old Testament now, and I'm going to ask Oliver, Harry, and Seth to come and do that for us. The Lord is my light and my salvation, who shall I fear? The Lord is the strong Lord of my life, of whom shall I shall I be afraid. When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army beside me, my heart will not fear. The war break out against me, even then I will be content. One thing I do ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. I always wanted to be a big boy. So one of the things that we do in this church is that we, when we tell stories or when we sing, we do actions. So we're going to get straight to it. We're going to tell an interactive story about David and Goliath. Okay, but that requires you to get involved. All right, so I'm going to tell a story. And when you hear certain words, you've got to do certain actions, okay? So when you hear Goliath, you've got to go, boo, yes. I really want the, the beat, deep bass going, boo, yes, okay? So let's try that. Goliath. It's all right. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a six out of ten. Not bad. When you hear the word fight, I want you to hold up your fist and wave it apart. So fight. Fight. 
Now there's a big group of people in the middle here who aren't doing it. I don't want to come there and help you. Alright, so let me do it again. Fight! I'm watching you, Kerry. Alright. When you hear the word gasp, I want to take a sharp intake of breath. <gasps> okay, good, good. Um, when, I, when you hear the word frightened, I want you to hold up your nails and go, uh, Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And when, I want you, when, I, when you hear the word David, I want you to go, Yay! And uh, when, I, when, I, when you hear the word crashed, I want you to clap your hands. So crashed. Okay, let's give this a go. Here's the story. Now, King Saul and the Israelites were at war with the Philistines. King Saul was a tall man, but Goliath, the Philistine champion, was a giant Almost nine feet tall, he wore a great bronze helmet, carried a huge spear, and had a very heavy shield. Every, every day, morning and night, for 40 days, Goliath walked up and down in front of the Israelite army. I dare one of you to come and fight me, he roared. If he wins, we will be your slaves, but if I win... You will be our slaves. When King Saul and the soldiers saw him, they just stood there and gasped. They were all too frightened to fight. I lost my place. Then one day, young David arrived with food for his brothers who were soldiers. He was just a shepherd boy. David, listen to Goliath. Goliath's cheering words. Uh, Wasn't there anyone going to fight him? (laughs) Uh, King Saul had offered a huge reward to the man who killed Goliath. He shall marry my daughter, the princess, and I will let his family off all taxes. But still no one came forward. Who is this Philistine to defy the army of the living God? David said. His brothers tried to shut him up. Who did he think he was? But someone told the king and he sent for David. Your majesty, David said. No one should be frightened. Of this Philistine, I will go and fight. How could you fight him? Saul asked. You are only a shepherd boy, and Goliath, who is a, was a soldier all his life. I've killed lions and bears when I looked after sheep, he said, said David. <laughs> if God can save me from lions and bears, he can certainly save me from Goliath. You're getting a bit tired now, I don't want to say. We're only halfway through the story. So, anyway. Uh, Very well, said Saul, but you must wear my helmet and coat of armor. David, uh, put it on, but he could hardly walk in it. I can't fight. 
like this, he said. So he took it all off, picked up, uh, picked up his uh, shepherd's stick and chose five smooth stones, round stones from the stream for his sling. Then he went to meet Goliath. Then Goliath saw David coming. He threw back his head and roared in laughter. Is this your best fighter? No. Uh, so I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> the Israelites have. Um, what's that stick? What's that stick for, boy? Do you think I'm a dog? You have come to fight with a sword and a spear, David. David, <laughs> he said. But I've come in the name of the living God. He does not need swords or spears to save his people. Soon everyone will know that Israel has a God. He ran towards Goliath. Letting fly a sling, the stone smashed into the giant's forehead and knocked him down. He crashed to the ground. Quick as lightning, David ran to him, drew Goliath's sword and cut off his head. There was a great gasp from the Philistine army. They turned and ran with the Israelites in hot pursuit. God had come and rescued his people. His people were safe, thanks to David, the shepherd boy who dared to trust God. Give yourselves a big hand round of applause. (laughs) Okay, we're going to sing a song together. It's uh, Trust in the Lord, and there's some actions to it. Okay, so if you stand together, and we're going to sing Trust in the Lord, the actions will come up on the screen with the words. Okay, so Alvin, I'm going to ask you to come and join me. I'm going to ask Ben and Thomas to come and do our prayers for others. Father, this morning we want to thank you for your special service here in church. We pray for all the members of our uniform organizations, all the boys and girls who are here today, rainbows, brownies and guides, squirrels, beavers, cubs and scouts, for all the leaders and helpers in all the sections who make it possible for us to enjoy the programs of the various groups. We pray for parents, families and friends and the whole church family, young and old, here at Stormont. Lord, thank you for the worldwide scouting and guiding movement to which we belong and ask that you help us to keep our promise to love you and help others. Lord, we pray now for others. Let us think for a moment of all the countries that make up your world. There are many places where people cannot live a happy, normal life as we do. There are countries torn by war and the horrors it brings. In others, food and medicine are in short supply. Adults, boys and girls, like ourselves, are suffering and dying because of it. Father, we give thanks for family and friends in a world where many walk alone. For food and our homes, where many walk in hunger and have none. For peace and love, where many walk in fear and darkness. Heavenly Father, give strength to all those who are in need. Lighten their darkness and bring peace in times of trouble. Give strength and wisdom and guide the hearts of us and all those who are trying to help them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Now, we are all very special um, in the world, but this morning there is someone in the congregation who is extra special, someone who uh, we would like to celebrate, someone whose birthday it is today, someone who um, inspires us all to remember that life is for living and to enjoy every moment. Pat, it's your birthday today. Woohoo! Now, that was a cheer. But when I tell you Pat's age, you are going to give an even louder cheer. Pat is not 100 years old. Pat is not 101. She's not even 102. Today, she is 103. So I'm going to ask Albin to go and, it's not often I get to boss Albin around, so <laughs> Albin, could you go deliver this lovely group of flowers to Pat? Pat, happy birthday. Splendor of the King. The words, the words will be on the screen, and our offering will be taken up during the singing of this hymn. Let's stand. Let's sing together. Your seats. We're going to ask Eve to come now and read our second lesson, which is taken from uh, Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. Eve. Thank you. Um, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learnt or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. You're going to sit back now. You're going to watch a little film. God's Story, David and Goliath. So part of God's story is about the time David fought Goliath. And it begins like this. David was the youngest of eight brothers. His job was being a shepherd, which meant he spent all day in a field watching sheep eat and roll around the grass. Meanwhile, some of his brothers were off with the Israeli army preparing for war against the Philistines. The Philistines were one of the toughest armies the people of Israel had to fight. So one day, David was taking food to his brothers because his dad asked him to. But when he got there, his brothers accused him of coming so he could watch the fight instead of the sheep. Since David knew in his heart he was just obeying his dad, he didn't mind being misunderstood. Anyway, 
While David was there, he saw a huge Philistine man, more than nine feet tall, step onto the field between the two armies. He was wearing a thick helmet and armor and carrying huge weapons. His name was Goliath, and he was definitely used to being the winner. David found out that Goliath had been stepping onto the field like this every morning for the past 40 days and saying, Give me a man and let us fight each other. But nobody from Israel was brave enough to fight him, even the king. Well, David didn't like that this giant was intimidating the Israelites. After all, they were God's special family. And because God was with the Israelites, they could have courage in any situation. So David, who wasn't even a soldier, told the king, I'll fight against him. Now, the king thought David was too small, but he really wanted someone to fight Goliath. So he gave in. And David knew he wasn't strong enough to beat Goliath by himself, but he believed God would be with him. So he said, the Lord will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. The king hoped David was right. He even had his own weapons and armor put on David, but they didn't fit him. David decided to go into battle in his regular clothes. That's how sure he was that God would help him. Anyway, David went to a nearby stream and chose five smooth stones to use with his slingshot. Then he walked onto the battlefield to meet the massive Goliath. When Goliath saw how wimpy David looked, he was furious. He thought he'd get to fight the Israelite's strongest warrior. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. David might have looked like a wimp, but he was actually really brave. In fact, he was so brave that when he was taking care of sheep, he fought off bears and lions. Because God helped him protect his sheep, David knew God would help him protect this special family. David said, You come at me with a sword, but I come at you with the name of the Lord Almighty. He was explaining to Goliath that God was more powerful than anything. He also added that he would feed Goliath's flesh to the birds, which made the giant even more mad. Then David took a stone, put it in the slingshot, and slung it at Goliath. Goliath didn't even get a chance to swing a sword because the stone hit him right in the forehead and sunk in deep. He face-planted straight into the ground. Nobody could believe it. Then David ran over, took hold of the giant's sword, and drew it from the sheath. He took the sword and cut off Goliath's head. David carried the head all the way back to Jerusalem. And when the Philistine army realized Goliath was dead, they started running away like a bunch of scaredy cats. The Israelites chased the Philistines, shouting loudly. They had won. God used David, who was just an average kid, to rescue his people. And that's the story of David and Goliath. So, in case you missed it, here's the quick version. David was a shepherd. He brought his brother's lunch. He saw Goliath. Goliath scared everybody. David wasn't scared. He knew God was stronger. David fought Goliath. He used one stone. God helped him kill Goliath. The Israelites won. God's people were saved. And that's a part of God's story. Um, again, this one has actions, and the words and the actions are on the screen, and Brent's going to come and join me, and you're all going to stand, and we're going to sing You Are. Okay, let's do that. Okay, I've got a picture for you. 
It's going to come up on the screen right now. Can anybody tell me what they see? What do you see? Just shout it out. Yes, you're ahead of the game. I just wanted cranes at this stage. But that's super, because I want to know what are they called, and they're called David and Goliath, and up come the names on the next slide. They're the two big cranes that you can see from just about anywhere in Belfast. They're massive. They're huge. And in the story that we tried to tell together with Brent's help, and the story that we've just watched as a video, we were looking and thinking about a man called Goliath. The next slide tells us a little bit about Goliath. Goliath was big. I'm quite tall, but Goliath was even taller than me, over nine feet tall. Brent, could you come and stand up there, please? I get to boss him around now. So that's getting close to the height that Goliath was. Unfortunately, Brent isn't anywhere near as big. So he's going to have to eat more chocolate and more buns for next year. Thanks, Brent. So Goliath was big, he was strong, and because of that, he was very, very scary. So much so that nobody in the army wanted to fight him. Every time he came out, they all ran away and hid. Until one day, when a little boy called David turned up. He was delivering lunch. The brothers were hungry, and the father had sent them off to deliver lunch to his brothers. And when David arrived, the next slide tells us that David, when he saw all this happen, when you look at the story in the Bible, David speaks about Goliath twice in the story. But he speaks about God nine times. Only he speaks about Goliath twice. But he speaks about God nine times. Because David knew that if he was going to face this problem and overcome this problem, he couldn't spend all his time thinking about the problem. He needed to think about someone who could help him with the problem. And that person was God. There's a lovely statement here. This is really for the adults to take away. It's on the next slide. It says, if you focus on giants, you stumble. Focus on God and your giants tumble. Focus on giants, you stumble. If you let the problem dominate, you stumble. But if you focus on God, then the giants tumble. David understood that God was bigger than any problem, any situation, and any person he would have to face. And it wasn't because David had a great faith. It was because David had faith in a great God. The next slide tells us that again. Someone wrote about this man called Hudson Taylor. He said, you do not need a great faith, but faith in a great God. And David understood God's greatness. So what's all this got to do with you and me? Because we don't have giants walking around. Those cranes stay put. They don't move. We don't have giants like that today. So what are we to do? The next slide gives us a clue. In the reading that we had that Eve brought to us, that Paul wrote this letter, and he gave this advice to people like you and me who are part of the church. He said, don't worry about anything. 
Instead, pray about everything. Can you say that with me? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. What's more? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. One of the things that we do here in this church is pray for each other. And one way in which we do that, we do it in lots of ways, but one way we do that on a Sunday morning is if you can see over here, we have a poster. We have a place. I'm going to move it this morning just so you can see. That little corner in there, there's a few chairs, and at the end of the service, when everybody's going off to have their cup of coffee and cup of tea and collect children and find children and find husbands and all the rest of it, there are some people who will be available to pray. And they pray with people who perhaps are not feeling well or they're worried about someone or they've got a problem they're facing. We call it our prayer place. It's where we help each other not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything. Because we believe, like David, that God is bigger than any problem or any challenge that we might have, and that He has promised to help us. So this week, I don't know what your life's going to be like. I don't know what problems you might have, what giants you might have. But I'm going to ask you to be a David, to trust God and believe God and not to worry about anything. But what are you to do? Let me try that again. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And why don't we do that just now? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you helped David and you helped him to win that victory. And you demonstrated, you revealed, you showed yourself to be a great and mighty God. And you're still a great and mighty God. And you have promised to help us. So this week, Father, will you help us to be like David, to trust you, believe you, have faith in you, and not to worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to uh, sing our closing hymn together now. Is it going to come up on the screen for me? Yep, shine Jesus, shine. And during this, uh, the uh, flags will be handed back and then we'll pronounce the benediction. There's a cup of tea and coffee and the fair trade um, stall and the advent calendars that you can order uh, all happening out there when you're picking up your children after the service. Thanks for being here. Let's stand and let's worship God together. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship and blessing of God the Holy Spirit be with each one of us now and always. Amen.